1: The opinions expressed on this Webmaster Radio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers. And do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of Webmaster Radio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.
0: Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101, SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session.
2: Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the SEO Manager for MediaWiz. How's it going, John?
3: Good, Ross. How are you today?
2: Great! It's Friday, you know. <laughs> yeah. pre recording yes, and it's just, just nice. <laughs>
3: it's ringing here as always, and we always talk about the weather down here in Florida. But it's definitely dodging hurricane season's been kicking in, so uh, <laughs> it, lovely. Yeah, well,
2: it's nice and warm here, sunny. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so today we're lucky to have Stefan Spencer, the president and CEO of Net Concepts, on today. How are you doing, Stefan?
1: Doing great, thanks. Definitely great. welcome, Stefan. Thanks for coming. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here. Thank you.
2: Great. Um, so, Stefan, can you tell us a little about yourself and Concepts?
1: Sure. Well, I uh, founded the company in 1995, so back when SEO didn't exist. And uh, we started as a web agency doing web development and web marketing uh, stuff. And over the course of time, became more and more specialized in uh, SEO and in e-commerce. So we've been doing SEO since '99. So, while well now. And uh SEO consulting, we've got an SEO technology platform called Gravity Stream which allows us to get in there and fix all sorts of uh, issues with uh, uh uh e-commerce sites or CMSs that uh would normally require major invasive surgery and lots of dollars to fix. <laughs> cool. It's always fun. <laughs>
2: So you've got an interesting to make it quick an interesting story. Uh, you, you started off getting your master's in biochemistry, right?
1: Yeah, well, I, I was actually in a PhD program uh, studying biochemistry. I was going like, to become a professor or all that sort of stuff, and uh, I decided to quit and start the company. And um, it, I, I, I'm very uh, scientific in my thinking, so I actually, kind of apply. Scientific method and experimental sort of approach to things in everything we do here at Net Concepts.
3: So, what's what's the one thing you would compare that's most similar to biochemistry about SEO if you had to pick one?
1: Well, it's it's the uh, the running of tests and in biochemistry you'd run things like plaque assays to see what worked or what didn't work, and you just put stuff out there on uh, on the web and wait for Google to pick it up and see if it spreads or does.
3: Testing, testing, testing. Good.
2: <laughs> so, okay, so you're pretty much famous as being one of the leaders in testing theories in yeah, the SEO, at least from what I've read and all the stuff. I really enjoy your blog, by the way. It's fun. Um, I'm also one of these guys that just loves as well, and all that kind of stuff, so it's, it's always fun. Fun reading your right, stuff. Right. So, uh, Can you share with us any, any like, you're, you're doing a lot of testing. Can you share with us any recent findings from your testing, uh, even conclusions that just support common theories?
1: Uh, hmm. Well, I don't know. I, I, I can share some things that I... See, the thing is, is when you test stuff, this is stuff that you don't normally necessarily give out to the world. It's... <laughs> You know, competitive information, it gives us that competitive edge or advantage. So um, we have to very carefully decide what we're going to let out. And so to give you an example of something that was painful for me to decide to let out, but uh, I did in the end, was this thing about – ungrouping the uh, search results from uh, the same site that get grouped together automatically by Google and then uh, determining whether... Uh, an indented listing of a competitor's is uh, is vulnerable or not. You know, like if you see your competitors at one and two, and you're at three, that number two listing may be actually number ten. It's just visually promoted to number two to be grouped along with the same site. And so, if it's one and ten, you go onto page two and you find something that's uh, you know some innocuous uh, association or something, and you send some juice uh, to that page, push it onto page one, knock your competitors competitor out so that was something that we just <laughs> figured out from by um, you know tinkering and and testing and so forth uh, and and just to make a long story short you just add ampersand num equals 9 to the end of the uh, Google search result your your uh, URL to uh, see results one through nine and then if uh, your competitor was actually at number 10 as in 1 and ten then they're indented listing disappears. If it didn't disappear, you just go num equals eight, num equals seven until it does. Uh, so, you know, we knew that for a while uh, and uh, we decided finally to let it out into in, the world because uh, I was I gave this idea to Danny Sullivan of doing a, a session where you share your top secrets. And this was a, for SMX Advance for the first one. And, uh, boy, what a stupid idea that was. Because <laughs> then I got invited on to, you know, to be on the panel, of course, and I have to share some of my top secrets. And so I, I did, and uh, I, I don't regret it, certainly, but, you know, it was painful. I had to... Uh,
3: I'm betting you didn't share your top secrets.
1: Oh, heck, <laughs> heck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's so. Cool.
3: So, so my question, it? I got a question. So you do all this testing. How do you actually balance it with getting work done? So you, you've got this, I'm sure you've got clients you have to service. How do you balance it too?
1: Well, um, really the necessity or... Um, yeah, necessity is the mother of invention, you know. And so, if you have a customer problem or client problem that you're trying to get around, and this is actually how we ended up. You know, when I invented 2003. It was from a, a client problem. We're working with a large online retailer, and everything they, uh, everything we were suggesting they they do, like for example, change the category named kitchen electrics to something that people actually use in a sentence, um, they would f- uh, fight, they would push back on. And so I tried to, uh, just show them that we wouldn't ruin their site without actually gaining access to the back end because they would not, ever let us get in there and and make any changes so uh playing around with proxy servers pull uh stuff off of their site and then add seo changes to that real time was that was the birth of gravity stream and uh, that was because we were having problems with uh in in a real world client situation if uh we wouldn't have that gravity stream may not Uh, even exist so uh, by having these clients and having all these different kinds of industries these different kinds of uh, uh, different types of sites online community sites online video um, e-commerce ad supported publishing sites you name it we we get all this breadth of experience and and, uh, all sorts of different kinds of problems and there's some pretty hairy ones that we have to figure out understood
2: uh, how Okay, so I'm, you've, you've piqued my curiosity. Gravity stream. I, mean, I guess you sort of said what it does, but could, could you explain a little a little more detail what it is? Because I'm intrigued.
1: Right, so let's say that um, a, a major initiative for your site is to implement URL rewriting. This may be a big deal. It's not a big deal if you're a small, nimble uh, sort of site that can get in there and fix things pretty quickly but if you're a very large retailer it might take a year it might take hundreds of hours and uh, that's that's a serious investment And that's just for the url rewriting what about adding new functionality in the terms of rejigging your internal linking structure adding tag cloud functionality and uh um, just rejigging the um the the way the pages are uh, uh, laid out from, you know, make it SEO, uh, search engine optimized, but in a way without your ruining the brand uh, and, you know, getting everybody uh, uh, CEO and, and so forth uh, upset. So this gives you uh, that flexibility to get in there and change things without having to do the major invasive surgery to the underlying platform. You know, so take the example of Kitchen Electrics as a category name. Imagine you had a layer on uh, in between the... Um, uh, the web server and the greater internet, you had uh, this proxy layer where you could introduce changes, kind of like a search and replace capability. You could say, every occurrence of kitchen electrics, I would like you to replace with um, small appliances or kitchen small appliances, right? And then you're done. It's 10 minutes of work. (laughs) Compare that with going in to the merchandising system and then changing the category name, which then affects the print catalog as well and all sorts of other fulfillment systems and so forth. Or if um, you're not allowed to do that because you'd get fired, then you have to figure out a a workaround where you're not affecting those systems, yet you're affecting how it uh, displays on the website. So now you're trying to decouple those systems. Systems which are all intertwined using the same exact categories and product names and so forth across all those different systems. What a mess, right? That yeah, that yeah. take all that pain away just by introducing this uh, kind of search and replace capability.
2: Interesting. Okay, i have got a follow up. I'm going to We're going to take a quick break and when we come back. We're going to I'm going to ask one more question about gravity and then John's got something and we'll move on.
0: Right. SEO 101 will be back right after recess.
2: LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with
1: ConversionCredit.com, brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines.
2: You know it. Everybody knows it.
1: So get a to-do list to fix it.
2: On Target, a subscription
1: service from FutureNow and Brian Eisenberg, monitors your website 24-7, analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It gives you a to-do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix it so
2: that more of your visitors do
1: what you need them to do.
2: On Target
3: pricing starts at $1,000 a month.
1: See more at futurenowinc.com slash OnTarget.
0: Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcutt, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing Inc. Today joining us is Stefan Spencer, President and CEO of Net Concepts. And before the break, we were discussing uh, a unique uh, system he has called GravityStream. Uh, now, Stefan, that, that, that system, does it? It obviously has to work with just about any platform, right? Mm hmm. Yep. So it's, you mentioned it, it takes it through a proxy. So is it actually grabbing it live and then converting it? Is that how it works?
1: Yeah. So if you have, you know, the latest pricing, latest inventory information, if that's displayed on the web page, uh, that's all real time. And it might add, might add a tenth of a second. Right. Okay. To the that's lat- latency. But yeah, it's, it's pretty much. Uh, um, uh, invisible or whatever to the user, it, it page loads fast, and then you can do all sorts of additional things. I, I just gave you a, one quick example of a you know a simple search and replace, but imagine adding. Uh, New functionality like the tag uh, cloud capability or um, RSS feeds or add new pages to the site where you host your link bait because um, if you tried to uh, tell your IT manager to add these new pages as you come up with new link bait articles, they would freak out.
3: So you were part of that discussion that at MX, um, SMX Advance where, where Matt Cutts dropped that big bomb about PR sculpting is no longer valid. And it's the time you, you mentioned that, like anything else at Google, you kind of have to wait and see what really happens. Um, so we waited a bit. Have you seen any impact? Are you still using PR sculpting?
1: Well, uh, we we are using PR sculpting, but not in the way that uh, you might think. The traditional way of PR sculpting or thinking about PR sculpting is not really the right way to be thinking about it. And uh, you know, I, a, a, as I alluded to earlier, we keep uh, a fair amount of stuff close to our chest, and uh, this is n- n- going to be no exception here. Uh, let me just... Uh, I'll answer very vaguely and say that uh, uh, patron sculpting is not so much about uh, sending more juice specifically to particular other links, uh, but it's much more about trust and how your website looks from the outside and, um, you know, where the about it's it's about the external link sources more than it is about um, passing more juice to one particular link over another.
3: Okay. Uh, oh, uh, no. Go, no. Go ahead. I was just going to say. So, feel free to say no comment if you like. But from from what I'm pulling out of that with that comment, it's more about. Um, targeted deep link building maybe to, 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 to set up your PR for internal and sculpting it that way versus relying on manipulating internal linking structure. Does that, does that sound correct?
1: Well, PR sculpting is manipulate, m- manipulating your internal linking structure, and I'm saying that's still a valid tactic. Okay. 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 And what I'm suggesting is that you need to think about this from a broader perspective and um, think about not just where the the link juice is flowing internally, but uh, what are the outlets and the inlets. Uh, so just kind of think about it that way. All right. And nice. I'll stop there.
2: Okay. <laughs> I want to push it too hard. So yeah. you mentioned that it's not the right way of thinking about it, but um, it, it did it did work the way a lot of us were doing it. And, and oh, I'm, I'm not going to say that I, I I don't have a different way of doing it myself, but the fact is um, a lot of the way other people were doing it, the way people thought it should work, was working. So there is a change. Google has made some changes over the last year. Would, would you yes. say? You've, yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah I, so I, absolutely. And I, I was up there on stage uh, in the past telling people to, uh, you know, Take all those worthless links on your homepage that go to uh, the latest news releases and so forth, and uh, no follow those so that you send more juice to the remaining links. And, yep, that is absolutely something that worked well. Uh, it's something that um, I'm suggesting you don't think about as much now. You don't just say, oh, we're not going to do PR sculpting anymore because uh, Matt says so, but uh, instead, test this stuff, figure out what actually works and what doesn't work. And you need to have hypotheses that go beyond a traditional sort of, well, uh, let's think about this as m- more juice going to this link versus this other link and think of it more holistically about uh, trust and what your website how your website looks from the outside uh, f- from uh, a Google algorithm, algorithm perspective. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, one thing, if you don't mind me adding, John, I, it, it's its one of these things, too, that I, I, I have to agree with some people that we focus a lot on on these tactics and making this work and making that work. But for the listeners out there, this is all when you get into the advanced stuff. This is when you I – mean, it's, it's probably not very SEO 101, quite honestly, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting, so we can't help it. We're, we're, we're into it. Um, but – you know, when you, the basics always stand true. Make sure your site is good. Make sure, you know, in terms of content, make sure that it's got a, a navigable search structure. Um, you know, making sure your site is search engine friendly is key. And and this is just when you start getting down to that fine grain, you're really trying to get that extra ranking, move up a few more spots. Uh, potentially, you're up against a, a solid competitor that has some really good tactics and also has a polished site. You need to start putting some of these into place. Don't worry about it. If if, if you are just got a basic, small mom-and-pop site, don't worry about this. This isn't a big deal. But it is intriguing for people with larger sites, sometimes with shopping carts, with, with uh, uh, you know, we're – Thousands upon thousands and thousands of pages, hundreds of thousands of pages, and even millions sometimes. Um, you, you know, it's these are the, the kind of things you would use in those cases. But,
1: but you know, you know, I, just to th- throw on a, a crazy idea here, there isn't that big of a difference between SEO 101 and the advanced stuff. If you think about it, you know, stepping back and looking at, for example, um, the concept of keyword prominence, having your good keywords that you're targeting for a particular page, higher up in that page, that's SEO 101. And yet, if you go to the next level where you say, I've got a WordPress blog or WordPress-based site, and I need to have stable keyword themes for these various pages. So this is my category page for widgets or whatever, you know, Uh, blue widgets and yet it just the keyword uh stability is just not there it depends on whatever i i uh end up having the latest post be right so it's just it's very frustrating when it's uh seemingly random whatever you decide to write about then categorize in that category changes the the keyword theme so what do you do you take a uh, plugin like wp sticky and you install it in your wordpress blog and you assign a category uh to you should be saving for the future but savings accounts suck and investing
0: can be scary we combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers four to six percent returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today.
1: To a sticky post that you write which is just purely intro copy and because it's sticky it ends up at the top of the category p- uh, page always. and therefore that's your intro copy that is a stable uh, keyword um, uh, theme there that's coming through loud and uh, loud and clear. It's just it's SEO 101 but using some uh, you know more advanced tactics you just you're, you're just kind of making that little bit of a leap. Does it make sense? I, m- maybe totally, that's I, I, and I agree. and I think that's
2: why we jump into uh, the uh, "quote unquote" advanced realm. I mean, to a lot of our listeners, this would be where well, we're talking baffle gab. I mean, no matter how we try and put it, and I mean, I know that because I, I mean, with so many, I deal with a lot of small, and medium-sized business, and and I really have to change how I speak because we don't even know it. I, they say that. And the book um, "Made to Stick," it's the curse of knowledge. We don't even know we're saying these words, <laughs> and uh, that's what I try and keep my mind on too as well. So, um, John, if you you got a question, right?
3: Yep, yep, I do. Um, kind of changing changing gears here again. You had a post recently on the Net Concept site about the future of search, and it was actually really good. I was wondering if you could just kind of share a little bit of that with our listeners. What's the future of search as you perceive it?
1: Yeah, um, of course I'm uh, I'm not a fortune teller so it's this this is just uh, uh off the off the cuff but um I am really into nanotechnology and futurist type stuff I uh, we have a client, the Foresight Institute, co-founded by the guy who coined the term nanotechnology. Uh, conference I went to last year just to attend, and I don't rarely I rarely go to conferences just to attend. Uh, it's usually only I'm speaking at them. But this was an awesome conference. It's called Convergence, and they had stuff about artificial intelligence, uh, which be- will become autonomous intelligence. That's ooh, that's scary. Um, uh, extreme life <laughs> extension. Um, uh, Nanotechnology—it was all there. That's why this conference was called convergence. It's all these advanced technologies coming together, and where we're heading is a very scary place. It's called the singularity. If you want to get freaked out, read the book. The singularity is near, and uh, you won't sleep at night anymore. So, um, in any event, let's kind of let's not go to the year 2050 or so when uh, the singularity hits. Let's uh, let's just look five years in the future uh, where it's not. <laughs> Not quite so scary. Um, you, you have remember the uh, the days of working on uh, in the DOS prompt and, and uh, dumb terminals and so forth. Uh, that was painful, right? The advent of the GUI or graphical user interface was a huge uh, transition, and that that ushered in a new era. Well, there will be a similar sort of transition in in in, in sides and scope when we go from the GUI to the Louie. Louis as in Linguistic User Interface or Language User Interface. When you are able to talk to your computer and converse with it, uh, be able to have um, a simulated personality, uh, uh, this computer is able to um, ask for clarification and and, uh, gauge your mood and what you're looking for and so forth. Imagine being... uh, conversing with your computer in that way because it's so much more efficient rather than be uh, using your fingers, you know, typing on this keyboard. It just is going to seem ludicrous in okay. the future. This okay. idea of, you know, so now if you're talking to your computer, how can you then uh, search? What? How does this impact search? It's going to okay, impact it.
2: We're going to take, take a quick break right there because right? i'm going to get you into that because that's a good little uh, transition point in order to take a quick break we'll be right back
0: seo 101 will be back right after recess how do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with the answer is simple markethealth.com where health and wealth connect
2: FriendFinder. FriendFinder. The world's largest online dating network featuring over 100 million profiles at hot sites such as Passion.com and FastCubit.com represents enormous profit-making opportunities for webmasters just like you. With FriendFinder's ability to geo-target and provide billing solutions in most languages and currencies, you are sure to find our comprehensive network to be a good friend to your wallet. Get more traffic-maximizing details now at FriendFinder.com. Have a good
0: weekend, Andy.
1: See Andy. Hey, Jan. why are all the coders leaving so early? Doesn't your department have a deadline of, like, midnight or something? Me and my staff are here all night. I saved money
0: on my staffing budget by outsourcing a lot of work to Offshoring.com. I told them I needed a coder, and they sent me profiles fast. My staff just filled in the little details, and now we're
1: having margarita night. Offshoring.com fast inexpensive excellent and on time offshoring.com
0: lpo landing page optimization mondays at 2 p.m eastern 11 a.m pacific or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel only on FM. okay class Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm.
2: Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm with John Carcut, SEO manager for MediaWiz, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Uh, Before the break, we were discussing uh, uh, linguistic interfaces, I believe. Uh, Linguistic user interfaces. (laughs) So in other words... We're moving into how you can talk to your computer, and, and our guest today is Stefan Spencer, the president and CEO of Net Concepts. So, Stefan, you were just about to jump into how speaking with your computer moves into search. So, let's let's get into that now.
1: Right. So, let's say that you are then on the road, and this concept of mobile search. It seems kind of silly when you think about where we're going to be in five years' time, and uh, you know we're mainly talking to our computer instead of typing on it. So if uh, we can speak so much faster than we can type, that just means most of the input that we are going to be feeding to our computer is going to be through our voice. So that means that... that uh, um, I, Allows us to not be uh, uh, um, tethered so much to our desktop computer or even to a laptop computer. We can be mobile. So mobile search is no longer about using some tiny little device and looking at the little screen and typing on tiny little keys or using your little iPhone uh, virtual keyboard. Um, it's 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 about using whatever interfaces are. Present to um, you know pro- provide that input and then get the output back and input being mainly voice, what would be the output um, I would imagine that you're going to have a lot more usage of of uh you know goggles which have uh three d displays um, there there's this uh new operating system did you guys see uh the the movie minority report
2: yeah, yeah. I love that. Oh, it's cool. That,
1: that was awesome, right? And and that technology where you can like use your hand and swipe stuff off the screen and then pinch it, and, and it's all in virtual space. You're not actually touching anything. Uh, that actually exists. There's, a, um, I forget the URL. It might be GSpace.com or something like that. It is phenomenal. And so imagine. Um, be- able to have uh, virtual displays that are you know, in, in goggles or um, that are on like a, uh, a screen, not, not that you want your uh, uh, your. Your car window to uh, suddenly darken and then you, you, you're playing World of Warcraft, that would be pretty dangerous if you're driving. <laughs> but you could you could imagine that a lot more becomes possible when uh, you're no longer tethered so uh, much to the, to your desktop computer. So we need to really think, expand our thinking about what, what is search and what is interaction with our computer because uh, you know, it's not going to be too long and computers are going to be smarter than us and uh, scary time.
3: So, so I've got this image in my head now of Captain Kirk on the bridge. Instead of saying "Computer, where do we go," he says "Google, where do we go to get to this?" So, basically, <laughs> so it's like that's right. And at some point, being a little more serious about that, you can actually speak to different sites or different entities online, so to speak, like a Google or like an MSN or Yahoo. Just as speaking to it by prefacing your comment with who they are, that could be extremely interesting.
1: Yeah. So um, – and, and by the way, I just tried to go to that gspace.com. Do not go there. <laughs> end up going to a porn site. Not good. Oh, yeah. so,
3: <laughs> Thank you for checking that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I can't get rid of all these pop-ups. It's is not good. Okay, well, so, so following that up, uh,
2: what, what do you think – Like. Obviously, things are getting more complex. Do you think the search technologies will make it easier for do-it-yourselfers to do their own marketing? Or do you think that it'll always just be the basic stuff that they'll be able to do? And do-it-yourselfers have a lot they can do. But, I mean, let's think of mom and pops. Let's think of people who um, really have a full-time job and they're doing their marketing. Let's just think of it that way.
1: Right. So, I'm a I'm a big proponent of do-it-yourself uh, SEO, even though we're we're an SEO agency and and we're the we're the outsourced partner for for some pretty big companies. Uh, if you can build in-house capability, then you can uh, a- advance further and get the uh, outside consultancy to help you with the, the the really tough stuff or the really out there uh, stuff that's just you know cutting edge right so we're working on things figuring out stuff that uh, um they haven't heard of yet and they're working on the basic blocking and tackling and continue to upskill because we're coming in we're doing uh seo best practices training and stuff like that along with uh, producing the audits and so forth so they're upskilling and getting more and more expert over time and uh they're staying ahead of their competitors because uh at the same time we're we're injecting the equation the, the really latest cool stuff that that we're discovering from uh you know experimental approaches and so forth so it makes sense i mean
2: we don't like i don't know i think we can speak for all of us. we don't really like a lot of the uh the grind stuff anyway. We're, we're more interested in looking into the, the nitty-gritties and, and figuring out the latest techniques and that kind of stuff. After a while, we get a little bored otherwise, I think.
3: <laughs> so so bringing this 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 future of search conversation back to something a little more in our timeline, the, the, something I've been hearing a lot about recently, and Ross knows that I'm kind of passionate about right now, learning more about, is real-time search. It's on the horizon, people are talking about it, and there's different definitions of what real-time search is going to be or how it's going to work. Um, one that really caught my eye a uh, month or so ago i think it was um uh, one of the one of the major marketing magazine Sites covered it, and she came up with a, a, a concept of Pulse Rank, where you look at how people are linking things using short URLs to and through Twitter and all these different microblogging services. And basically, the idea was real time search may have some kind of impact on using using Pulse Rank, and how this may even transition into standard algorithms. Um, have you read about much of that, or do you know? Have you got any concepts or theories on that?
1: Well. It, I actually think that real-time search is something that is just going to be uh, baked into the, the the main web searches algorithms. I mean, if you're looking for something that is very timely, Google should know that. You shouldn't have to go to a different search engine just because it's happening this moment. Unless you're talking about real-time search not actually being search, but instead being like personalized uh, page of news results or something, and then you, you're talking Google News, that's, that's completely different. But if you're talking about uh, real-time search... Google should be smart enough, if there's a, uh, some sort of attack in a certain city and you're doing a search for that city name and it happened 10 minutes ago, Google should be smart enough in its algorithm to pull from the various real-time sources, such as this, the, the Twitter streams, what is uh, happening in, uh, in, in that city at that moment seems to be uh, you know, really uh, uh, timely and important.
3: Excellent. So, so do you see at some point where the and I, I'm hopefully soon I can stop using this example. But the, the day Michael Jackson died, you know, everybody that I talked to spent the whole day sitting on Twitter. You know, and the main reason is because Twitter was where you would find where's the most recent article, where's the most recent information, and people would link to it with Bitly or whatever. And is there a time when those kind of resources, that the Twitter stream, the Bitly stream, the, the API of, of links that's coming through that, are going to impact? organic search results to the point where um, at one moment, you can be you know ranked number two for a search phrase, and th- three hours later, you're ranked number 10, and then six hours later, you're back to number four. So it's going to fluctuate. Search results are going to fluctuate so rapidly on those, those types of terms where, you know, not that it is now, but search results are going to just totally disappear as a metric of, of SEO for certain uh.
1: terms yeah I, I don't know if i'd I'd go in that direction as much as I'd think that um well I don't know if you've seen the video for google wave uh which Definitely. is yeah oh, it's awesome yeah. Uh, can't can't wait, can't wait. Uh, yeah <laughs> can't wait for the google implant you know I'll be first in line uh, <laughs> So uh, imagine you're, you've got Google Wave and Google Search integrated, and um, you're able to do a search for Michael Jackson and um, start heading in one direction and then just sit there and watch it unfold. So it's not like you're continuing to do searches or it's continuing to update the search results and reshuffle them, but instead – you're digging into the Google Wave for a particular news source, like e-entertainment news, um, is giving really good c- coverage, or a certain set of Twitter users, or a certain hashtag, or whatever. And you just you subscribe to that temporarily, and you, you just dig in, and you just follow that 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 stream as it as it goes along. I think that makes a lot more sense than reshuffling the search results uh, uh, every few minutes or whatever. And and sure, when you're talking about a very timely uh, or, or um, time-sensitive search like Michael Jackson on the day he died, um, absolutely the results should shift around quite uh, significantly through the course of that day. But over time, then it'll stabilize. It's kind of like the dig effect, where you're just gonna you're gonna have this very short window, whatever, 24 hours, and uh, it, everything's different on your website. You're like. You know, batten down the hatches. We're uh, about to get hit with uh, you know this torrent of traffic. So it's it's just that little window of time. Everything's different, kind of like all the normal laws of the universe uh, uh, f- fall apart, and then it comes back to normal. So I kind of would would equate this real time search thing of you know something is happening. Therefore, uh, these results are are very fluid and changing, uh, but then things stabilize.
3: Excellent. Great. Thank you. It's a real good point about
1: Google Wave integration.
3: I hadn't thought of it from that perspective, but I I totally agree with you that I'm thinking about that. I think that'd be the perfect place to put it.
1: I hope Google engineers are listening to this. (laughs) Yeah, they do. We are definitely going to have to get Matt
2: to list this and get him to pass it around. Um, so uh, let's, let's tie this up with, uh, I don't know, a top list, uh, top ten if you wish, of um, what you think the, sh- the do-it-yourselfers should focus on when optimizing their sites.
1: Right. So um, let's kind of break this into two major areas. Let's break it into on-page and off-page. So the on-page stuff, now we're talking about things like uh, title tags and anchor text of internal links that point to that page. Uh, so if you can you know, just focus on certain high-value activities, I'd say those are the two most important ones. Uh, you could do H1 tags and, and URLs as well. Those are more second-order. And then third-order would be things like meta descriptions, which actually aren't going to improve your rankings, but improve clicks, uh, click-through. So um, on the on-page stuff, I would, I would use this approach of, like, Thin slicing. Go through and quickly bang through all your content, all your pages. Don't overthink it, but uh, rewrite your title tags from an SEO point of view. Um, Just bang, 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 uh, without having to think about all the copy on the page and and all the uh, internal linking structure and everything. Kind of just focus. You know, 10 seconds of title tag, 15 seconds. Pull out of uh, you know, like if you're using WordPress or whatever, pull all that uh, uh, out from all the um, dynamic content out from your your database and bring it into an Excel file. And you have your existing uh, post names or, or page titles, and now you have your new ones. Or you can use my SEO title tag plugin and do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> That was a nice plug. Uh, anyways, I didn't mean to do that. Um, but whatever, it's a free plug-in, so I'm not selling anything. Um, so if you kind of thin slice through this, these high-value things, I think that's a really cool thing to do. Um, then on the off-page stuff, rather than uh, doing the, the hard slog of picking up the phone and sending out emails and so forth to build links one at a time, what if you just focus on some really great Link Bay articles and um, you know, pull up some uh, reputation and, and uh, street cred in some of the social uh, sites like StumbleUpon would be a great one to build your uh, street cred in and and, and reputation profile, etc., and and start pushing your stuff out along with uh, uh, other things that are. Fantastic, and don't push anything out of yours that's garbage. But write really great content that's very humorous or very uh, interesting, useful, that sort of thing. And uh, that I think is a very high-value uh, off-page activity to be working on.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Stefan. That was, that's been great. Um, I, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, SEO Manager for MediaWiz, we'd like to thank you for for coming today. It's been uh, it's been very enlightening. I think a lot of our listeners are going to love this.
3: Definitely. Thank you, Stefan. It's been a really, really good conversation.
1: Well, thanks for having me. That was fun. Awesome.
2: All right. Well, uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, we'll, we'll see you uh, next week, Monday, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Have a great week.
3: Thanks, everybody.